so much, Ben. Just invite everyone to take a seat where you are. Uh, Whether it's your first time to be on or your hundredth time to be on, uh, we are just so glad you are here. And joining us uh, for the fourth part of a four-part series we've been doing here at Beyond called Decisions. And the reason why we've been doing this series here at Beyond is we want to help you make better decisions so that you live with fewer regrets. We've all had moments in our life, we've all uh, had decisions in our life where we've made them and we thought they were right at the time, but then we go back and we look at them and we wish that we made a different decision. And we want to help you so that you don't have to look back on another chapter of your life, another episode of your life, and wonder why you didn't see it coming, wonder why you didn't make a different decision in the moment. And so in part one of this series, we said in order to make better decisions, you need to begin with the end in mind. A lot of us, we make decisions in the moment that hurt our future, not because we want to hurt our future, but because we don't have our future in mind. And so we said in order to make decisions in the moment that will help you move towards the future, you need to have a future in mind. You need to have a story, a narrative that you want to tell in mind. Last In part two of this series, we uh, gave you one question, one question that will answer and help you answer every other question that arises in your life. And the question was simply this, what is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? And we asked it from three different angles. We said, in light of your past experience, in light of your current circumstances, and in light of your future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Last week in part three, we looked at the idea that sometimes you will not know what the wise thing to do is. And that's not your fault. That's not the fact that you're unintelligent, but it's the fact that uh, sometimes decisions are emotional. Sometimes decisions get in, our emotions get in the way of our decisions and they cloud our judgment. And we make decisions based off our emotions and they hurt us and they make us make uh, bad decisions that hurt our future. And so we said, um, when you don't know what to do, when you don't know what the wise thing to do is, when emotions are high, the wise person listens. They invite people into the conversation and they gain clarity from what they hear. And they make their decision off based of what others say to them. And that really sets us up for where we're going tonight. Because at the end of the day, who you connect with and who you allow to guide you through life will impact the story you tell. And you know this. If you've ever listened to a thank you speech of somebody getting a global, uh, global uh, golden globe or um, getting an MVP award or any other award, uh, they will thank the people that have impacted them and have moved them to that moment. They'll thank their mom for supporting them. They'll thank their coach for being there for them. They'll thank their high school teacher for being there, for supporting them, for moving them to where they are. They'll thank a whole range of people. And the people they will thank are the ones that have guided them to tell the story that they have ultimately been wanting to tell. And at the end of the day, the people you allow to guide you through your life will impact the story that you tell. The people that you invite into your life, that you connect with, that you follow and listen to will impact the story you tell. Whether that's your coach, your mom, uh, your teacher, whether that's your boss, maybe it's a work colleague. Whoever you invite into your life, whoever you allow to guide your decisions will impact the story you tell. And tonight, I want to look at one person in particular. One person who has invited you to follow him. One person who wants to help you through life, who wants to guide your hand through life. 
And it may not come as a surprise to you who this one person is because we're in church after all. And the right answer is always Jesus. And tonight, I just want to give you the why behind the what. Jesus has invited you to follow him. He has invited you uh, to allow him to guide your hand through life and to help you write the story that he ultimately has in mind for you. And tonight, I want to look at this one invitation that he's, he's extended uh, throughout history and that he's extended to you and to me. If you read the four uh, biographies of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what you'll discover is Jesus is ultra, like, uber-invitational. Uh, he invites almost anybody and everyone to follow him. He's like Oprah Winfrey. He invites people. You get an invite. You get an invite. Everybody gets an invite. He's just uber-invitational. And he invites people over and over and over to follow him. And he's extended that invitation to you and to me. He wants to, uh, you to follow him, and he wants to guide you through life. Now, tonight, I want to answer two questions for you, because these are questions that arise whenever somebody asks us to follow them, is, why should I follow, and is it worth it? Why should I follow, and is it worth it? Why should I follow Jesus, and is it worth it? And they're the two questions that I hope to answer for you tonight. And to do that, I want to look at uh, the first invitation that Jesus ever extended, as uh, recorded in Matthew, and extends it uh, to two guys. Uh, one guy's called Peter and his brother Andrew. And these two guys are fishermen. They're not great fishermen, in fact, but they are fishermen. And they're out on this boat and Jesus is walking along the beach. And he spots these two guys out in this boat, casting this net into the lake. And he invites them to follow him. And it's uh, recorded in Matthew 4, where he says, Come, follow me. That's the first invitation he ever extended. Three words. Come, follow me. But he doesn't just leave it there. He goes on to explain just why these two fishermen should follow him. And he goes on to say, and I will send you out to fish for people. Now, he's not talking about, you know, grabbing a fishing rod and throwing it over people and taking them home. He's not talking about that at all. But when he says fish for people, what he's talking about is I'm going to equip you to be leaders. I'm going to equip you to be amazing communicators, to be people who can engage with people relationally and invite them into the same relationship that your heavenly father has invited you into. And I'm going to guide your hand and I'm going to help you write that story and I will send you out to fish for people. As a result of following me, your life will be different. No longer will you be fishermen, but I'm going to give your life a greater meaning, a greater purpose. And these two fishermen have the option. Are they going to stay fishermen, or are they going to follow Jesus? Are they going to give up their day-to-day -day job and to follow Jesus? Now, you may think this is a massive decision for these two guys, to give up your livelihood and go and follow Jesus, to give up fishing and go follow this Jesus guy. But for these guys, it was a no-brainer. And it would be for you as well if you were sitting in their shoes. Because for these guys, um, in this culture, everybody wanted to be a rabbi's follower. And Jesus was a rabbi. He was a teacher. Everybody wanted to be a rabbi's follower. And from the age of six, you would study uh, vigorously in order to become a rabbi's follower. By the age of 12, you needed to memorize the first five books of the Jewish Bible. 
And if you hadn't me uh, memorized them, you would get kicked out of class and you would get sent home and you would have to take up your family trade. If you were lucky enough to uh, memorize the first five books, that wasn't it. You had to go on and memorize the rest. And if you were good enough, if you were smart enough, um, you would have the opportunity to lean in and to be the follower of a rabbi. And everybody wanted to be this. From a young age, it was everybody's dream. And yet, these two fishermen, they didn't get their dream. The reason why they're fishermen is not because they wanted to be, because they had to be fishermen. Because they weren't good enough. They didn't make the cut. And when Jesus walks along the side of this beach and sees these two people out casting their nets and he invites them to follow him, they say yes because they know that this future is better than, than their current one. That the story that they will write if they follow Jesus will be far better than the one they are currently writing. And so they say yes. And this saying yes to following goes on to, um, to become a three-year apprenticeship. A three-year journey where they follow Jesus around from town to town to town, listening to what he says, documenting what he said, and eventually, at the end of these three years, these two guys are completely different, uh, two completely different people. Andrew, Peter's brother, is an amazing church leader. He's influencing hundreds and hundreds of people, and Peter, well, Peter ends up becoming the top dog. He becomes the point man of the Jesus movement. He is the most influential person of the first century, aside from Jesus and aside from this other guy in the church called Paul. He is phenomenal to the fact that he was so influential. Even if you don't believe the whole Jesus story, you can't help but um, see the impact that Peter had on history. If you've ever heard of St. Peter's School or St. Peter's um, Hospital, that's named after this guy. This named after this fisherman who decided to follow. This made a major difference in this man's life from saying yes to follow. It gave a greater meaning and it gave a greater purpose. And for you, it, ans uh, it answers that question. Why should you follow? Well, the answer is simple. Following Jesus will set you free from your past, whatever that may be. For these, it was a... It was a, a failed education. For these guys, it wasn't being good enough and it was being fishermen. It sets you free from the past and it opens a door to a new future. And not just any future, but a future with a hope, a plan and a purpose. Now, you may be sitting there and going, that's great, Josh, but is it worth it? Like, why should I go and follow this random dude who's invited me to follow him? What does that even look like? But what, is it really worth it? Like, what... Do I really want the future that he has for me? Do I really want the plan that he has for me, if he has a plan for me? Well, it's a, it's a very good question. In fact, it's, a, it's the very question that Andrew and Peter eventually asked. See, while they said yes initially, as they continued to follow Jesus, they found out that it was eventually going to mean they had to say no to them. They had to say no to what they wanted. And that's the reality to following anything, not just Jesus, but to follow anything. Eventually, after following something, you will come to a point where you have to decide what I want, uh, am I going to do what I want, or am I going to do, am I going to continue to follow? If you do this with your diet, you come to a point where you want Maccas, but your diet says you can't eat Maccas. To follow your diet is to deny yourself. To follow your diet is to say no to you. Um, 
that you do this when you exercise. Your, uh, to follow your exercise plan is to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and do your run, to do your squats, to do your push-ups, but you don't like leg day, and so you give up on leg day, and, and you deny, your, you either do what you want or you continue to follow. You do what you want or you continue to follow. And it's the same with following Jesus. To follow someone or to some, follow something, it will require you eventually to say no to you if you want to follow through. And these two disciples and the other disciples that followed Jesus discovered this and it was going to cost them something. And you, some of you already know that following Jesus will cost you something. Um, some of you, that's the reason why you left the church. Well, that's why you've never been a part of a church before and you don't even know why you're here because you know that following Jesus will cost you. Following Jesus will mean that you can't necessarily do everything that you want to do. You can't live in the moment the way you would want to live in the moment. And these two disciples found this out the hard way. In fact, Peter found this out. Um, Jesus points out to them that he is going to die um, in just a few weeks. That he was, this was his plan from the start. That his plan was to set uh, the world free from, the, from their sins, to set them free and to open a door to a new future. And he l- reveals this to his disciples. And Peter, being Peter, is, um, he gets up and he's like, Jesus, you can't die. You can't die and you won't die. Just look around. You're famous. I'm somewhat famous. You can't die. In fact, Jesus, look around. There's the Roman Empire. You, if you're the Messiah, the one that you know, you've been talking about, that if you're who you say you are, then you're going to throw, overthrow the Roman Empire. You're going to do that. You can't possibly die because you can't do that. And Peter brings out this story about what he wants. And Jesus says, no. No, Peter, you're wrong. And then he goes on to say um, in the next verse, and it's going to be on the screen in a second. No, no, continue going. No. Whew. Keep going. Sorry. I'd, oh, it's, it's right here. What am I doing? <laughs> Just normally don't have notes. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, you don't have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. He says, Peter, you've got your own plan in mind, but it's not God's plan. You've got your own agenda, but that's not God's agenda. See, while you want me to overthrow the Roman Empire, while you want me to kind of stay around so you're famous and um, I'm famous and that we gain this large crowd, that's not my plan. See, I've got a a bigger plan in motion. See, I'm going to eventually die, Peter, and I'm going to die because I love you and I've got a plan for you. And this is what it means. And then he goes on to use this Uh, moment as a teaching moment for everybody um, in the room, for all his disciples, for Peter in particular. And he goes on to tell them uh, this. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple um, or follower, whoever wants to follow me, whoever wants to step out in that plan, that hope, that future that I have for them, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. In other words, in order to follow me, it will require you to say no to you. It will require you at points to say no to an opportunity, to say no to a relationship, to say no to a business trip. Not because it's necessarily a bad thing to do, 
but because I've got a bigger plan and I've got a better plan in mind for you. And that word deny yourself is not some weird, out there kind of theological word. You do this every day. You do this at the dinner table. Uh, When somebody asks you, do you want dessert? And you say, no, I'm going to deny myself. I'm not going to eat that cake. I'm saving my calories. I'm going to say no to me. That's what Jesus is saying here. If you want to follow me, eventually, at some point, you're going to have to say no to you because what I want for you and what you want for you isn't going to be in line. But he goes on to explain just, is it worth it? Because all these disciples are asking at at this point, is it worth giving up what I want in order to follow? Is it worth giving up what I have set my heart on in order to follow? And so he goes on uh, to give them this two sentences that kind of clarify this, is it worth it question. He goes on to say, for whoever wants to save their life, that's me, Whoever wants to save their life, that's you. We all want to save our life, right? That's why you eat the way you do. That's why you exercise. That's why you go to the doctor when you're sick. That's why you go to the doctor when you're not sick. Because you want to save your life. You want to prolong your life. And if there was the opportunity for you to save it, you would. And so Jesus, the brilliant communicator, brings everybody in. And he gets everybody on the same page. And then he goes on. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Oh yeah, that's right. No matter how well you eat, no no matter how many times a week you exercise, no matter how wealthy you are, no matter how popular you are, no matter what story you write, it will eventually come to an end. But Jesus doesn't leave it there. He goes on and he says, but whoever loses their life, for me, will find it. That word find it can also mean save it. Whoever loses their life, for me, will save it. Whoever says no to them and to say yes to me will move towards a hope, a plan and a future for their life. But not only that, they will save their life. Because, and he's looking at Peter, I'm about to die for you. And the reason why is because I want the best for you. I have a hope for your life. I have a plan for your life. And I know you can't save you, but I can. And if you put your trust in me, you will be saved. Because you can't save you, but I can. And that's the story I want you to write. I don't want you to write a story that eventually comes to an end and it finishes for good. I want to write you a story that goes beyond the 80, 90 years that you live on this planet. I want you to write a fantastic story on this world that you you make wise decisions, that you have fantastic relationships, that you have amazing uh, journeys and stories to tell. But I want more for you than that. So I don't merely have the next 80 or 90 years in mind. I've got something more in mind for you. And so tonight, um, I want to extend that same invitation to you. See, Jesus, he died for you in order to invite you to follow him so that you could place your trust in him because at the end of the day, none of us can save us, but he can. And when you place your trust in him, you will be saved. Not only that, but you will step out into the hope and the plan and the future that he has for your life. And so 
You may have guessed it, uh, but this week's Four Monday is to follow. Here at Beyond, we've got this thing called Four Monday. It's really the application part of this message. And the way we wanted to end this series is we pull it all together. As, we talk of, as we've talked about making wise decisions, as we've talked about how, making great decisions in the moment so that it moves you towards the future, the final decision that's left in your hands is whether you're going to follow or not. Because ultimately, who you follow and who you allow to guide your hand through life will impact the story that you tell, will impact the story that your life tells at the end. And your heavenly Father wants to guide your hand to write a story that goes beyond the next 80 and 90 years that you're on this planet. That goes, that is full of purpose, that is full of love, that's full of hope and full of peace, that's free from chaos. He wants that for you and that's why he died for you. And so um, I just want to invite you to follow. And for you, that might be different. For you, this is your first time to church or your second time to church this year and you really haven't been a part of church ever before and you've come along and you're just like, I just want to find out more. Well, believe it or not, you're actually ahead of the game. You've already began to follow. And this week's full Monday for you may be simply this. Come back next week and begin to find out more. For others of you, you've been here for a few weeks, you've been here for a few months, you've been attending, you've found out a whole lot, and you've heard us talk about connect groups, you've heard us talk about serving, you've heard us talking about giving financially, but you've kind of been off on the side. You're happy to rock up on Sunday, and you know that maybe you should take a next step. Well, this week, following for you, maybe taking that next step. Maybe jumping in a connect group, jumping on a team and serving, stepping out of your comfort zone, maybe stepping out of your comfort zone financially and giving. Others of you, you're serving on a team, you're giving financially, you're in a connect group, and yet there's still an area in your life where you know you're holding on to control. And you don't need to point it out, it feels like a moral imperative for you. And you know that you, you need to follow in this area. You know you need to end that relationship. You know you need to have that conversation. You know you need to say yes to that job opportunity. And yet there's something within you that goes, if I say yes, if I say yes to following, it will mean me stepping out of my comfort zone. And if that's you, following this week will mean stepping out and trusting. And trusting the one who died for you. If he died for you, he's ultimately got your best interests in mind. So as we wrap up this series, I just want to ask you one question. We asked this at the start of the series, and I want to ask you it again. What story do you want your life to tell? At the end of the day, the decisions you make today will impact the story that you will eventually write. Those you connect with, those you allow to guide your hand, will influence the story that you tell. Your heavenly Father wants to guide your hand, to write a story that He ultimately has in mind for you. The decision is up to you as to whether you're going to allow Him to guide your hand or not. Whatever decision you make, I hope that you make a decision that you are glad you made. We're going to pray right now, and then we're going to jump into communion. Dear God, uh, we just thank you for everything you've done for us. Uh, 
We thank you for the hope and the plan that you future that you have for us. Um, we pray uh, that you would help us to follow you, even if it means saying no to us. Uh, we pray that you would give us the strength uh, to step out of our comfort zone and say yes to a relationship with you, saying yes to following you. Uh, we pray all these things in your name. Amen.